You're about to enter the world of sports with strawberry ice and the ice cave. Let's go! Let's get the show started. Here we go. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopold, the Iceman. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the second place, four games out of first place, Cincinnati Reds. Also got two starting outfielders. In the All-Star game. What a great weekend we had. It was awesome. Oh, okay, I got to calm down a little bit. <laughs> now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,241 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, as always, we are doing the Super Chats in the YouTube channel. So if you guys want to support what I'm doing, please give me a Super Chat in the channel. And I'll pop it up as soon as I see it. Now. This show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. What a great weekend to be a Reds fan. That's all I got to say. If you guys missed it, I uh, shotgunned a beer last night in victory celebration over winning the series over the Boozers. It was awesome. I got challenged on Friday to shotgun a beer. If they won the game Friday night, I said, how about this? If they win the series on Sunday, I'll shotgun one. Then I'll do it live on the channel, and you guys can watch it and celebrate with me. Orange Arrow also joined me. He shotgunned a beer. He, it's on his Twitter as well. He did it way better than I did. I'm too old to be doing that. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm shotgunning beers on TV on my channel <laughs> too much too much longer. But this weekend was awesome. The Reds won the series versus the Boozers 3 to 1. They also won the game yesterday over the Boozers 3 to 1. That was a fun fun series. It was intense. All the games were tight. They were playoff in playoff environments. I mean, dude, what Saturday's game? What? Three guys got thrown out. Two for the for, for the Boozers and Joey Votto got thrown out. I mean, it was intense. And that's that's fun. That is that is absolutely if you if you don't think that this past weekend was fun, then you just don't like baseball. 
This past weekend was a blast. Now, obviously, it's more fun that they won, <laughs> but it's still fun. I, I love winning. I love being in situations like this. Now, the Reds are in second place, as I said at the beginning of the show. They're only two, or excuse me, four games out of first place. Now, heading out of the All-Star break, like I said, it's going to be tough. We got three games again against the Boozers, but look at it this way. And I'm always trying to look at everything with, you know, optimism. If the Reds sweep the Boozers, we will be in, we'll be one game out of first place. So, my question is, and I titled the show, how are you feeling about the first half? How do you guys like this? I, I'll put it to you this way. Now, I see you guys are in the comment. Keep, keep your comments coming. I'll get to them here in a second, I promise. My feeling is I'm over the moon excited. Because to be honest, I was not that excited about the red season this year because of the offseason, because of what they did not do. And I didn't expect us, I've said this on the show, I did not expect us to sign Trevor Bauer, but I expected us to do something, you know, and they literally did nothing. But that to me shows the character and the will to win of this team and how this team has taken on Nick Castellanos' personality more than any team I've ever seen in my life. You know, what's he want to do? He wants to win. He would do anything he can to win. That's what this team did this past week, and they did everything they possibly could do to win. And it's awesome. All right, let's get to some of the comments here before I move on with the rest of the stuff here. Crown got in here first. He says, feels good. If you get one more piece for the bullpen. Now, that's a good point. I want to bring something up here real quick. I know I said get to the comments. But Michael Lorenzen said he will be back Friday. That could be huge. Now, I know, Crown, it's not trading for a piece. But if you get Michael Lorenzen back in this bullpen, that is like trading for a number one closer, a number one reliever you know, in the middle of the season. I mean, Michael Lorenzen is a number one relief relief guy for us. You know, he could potentially be the close. He, he could do what TJ Anton was doing for this team. You know, hopefully until hopefully TJ Anton and Lucas Sims will come back soon. But I do agree with the crown. We do need to get another piece. But that is a huge thing that's coming. That that is coming for the Reds. Marvin Iceman beer beer. Yeah, you yep. I, I shotgun the beer. It was fun. It's in the blood. Go Reds. Tommy. He said it's been loads of fun. I agree. It's been so much fun. And it's and it's it's been a while since us fans have gotten to enjoy a first half like this. And um Actually, friend of the show, I bring that up. Charlie Goldschmidt tweeted out this video, and I clipped some of it. He said I could use it, and I thought it was a very good point about Nick Castellanos and this Reds team. Just check it out. I'm Charlie Goldschmidt. I cover the Reds and Bengals for the Cincinnati Inquirer, and here's a stat in honor of the All-Star break. In all of baseball, you got four players under 30 with at least 1,000 hits, 550 RBI, and 150 homers. Mike Trout, Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, and Nick Castellanos. This week, Castellanos is getting some personal recognition with his first career all-star start. But there's something else aside from Nick Castellanos' early MVP candidacy that has made this season extra meaningful. The Reds right now are winning. And at the moment, they're squarely in the playoff mix. 
you see, you see the 2021 Reds and Castellanos are a good pair. Castellanos is having a career year. The Reds just had their best first half since 2014. They've both gone a little too long without a season like this. Exactly. That's my point. Us Reds fans have gone a little too long without a season like this. I mean, last year, yeah, they made a playoffs, but it wasn't like this, you know? That last year was just frustrating as all could be, you know, and we barely made the playoffs. This year, this team is in it. They're fighting. They're scratching. They're clawing. It is fun to watch. And if you tell by the fans at GABP, and if you haven't bought tickets yet to go to the games this this after this coming series, what is wrong with you? Go buy tickets. Let's sell GABP out. We need to sell it out, fill it up with the Reds fans, and show this team how much we love what they're doing. So let's fill it up, sell every game out like we used to back when the Reds were good, which was 2014, and let's have some fun watching this team play. All right, let's get back to the comments here. Tommy, the first half was successful in my opinion. Got a couple of guys getting ready to come back and then hold on. Exactly, yeah, which that's another thing, Tommy, is – that's what's special about this season. That's the, these are things that has to happen when you hopefully have championship seasons. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have guys not perform. You have to have other guys step up, and that's what this team has had. They have had other guys step up. You know, Tyler Stevenson, him playing first base while Joey Votto was out was a godsend because we are like, who in the world is going to play first base? Tyler Stevenson stepped in, plays first base like he's played it his entire career, and I think. It's the first time he's played first base, I think, since high school. And he's been in there doing a great job. Now Votto's back, and Votto is hitting like Joey Votto is hitting. Armin, Armin, blah. Garrett looks to be back. I hate to say that because every time I keep saying that about him and Gino, they go <laughs> they go backwards. But he looked pretty good this weekend, and he's looked pretty good the last couple times. Now Gino hit a huge home run, huge home run this weekend. He struck out a lot. <laughs> He's still batting 170-something, but he came through in the clutch. Am I saying Gino's back? No, because he still is consistently getting hits. But so what? That This is still happening, and the Reds are four games out of first place. Those are the things that happen when you have a championship season, a playoff run. You have to have this stuff. It's a whole team effort, and that's what we're getting right now. Terry, what's up? It's amazing how fans on social media give David Bell zero credit for the 48 wins and makes Bell responsible for the 40, 42 losses. Give the man some credit for his success at this point. Terry, I agree with you. And I have been one that has banged on him and banged on him. But I've said it on my show. I think this has been David Bell's best managerial performance. The players love him. The players said that last year they love playing for him. It looks like he's finally, to me, and this I think has a lot to do with the bullpen not being good, <laughs> you know. He's having to manage around this stuff, and he's doing a an excellent job, I think, in manage around, managing around this bullpen, man, managing around Garrett not being the number one guy out of that bullpen. That's what he was slated to be this year, and he has been one of the worst. Now, like I said, lately he's been, he's been pitching a lot better. Yesterday, he looked like the Garrett of old. But that just, to me, shows how David Bell has done a really good job 
of managing. And if you watch my show, you know I, I would call him the mad scientist. I'm just calling him David Bell right now because he is managing very well. And, hey, <laughs> you never know. If they make the playoffs, he might get manager of the year. Who knows? Let's see here. Bruce Palmer, what's going on? Uh, it is nice to watch good defense. Yeah. Again, how was that throw from um oh who was that? Was it um the shortstop uh Friday night? It wasn't it wasn't uh farmer, it was um Freeman, I think. I think Freeman made that that throw, the throw to guy out at, at home plate was unbelievable. Jesse Winker missed a fly ball. It was a tough one Friday night, but came back this weekend and made some great defensive plays. Jonathan India is just picking it at Second base, Kyle Farmer, he's making great plays. Gino's, he he'll make some great plays and he'll boot one. But all in all, our defense was throwing some leather around this weekend. And again, to me, that's fun baseball. That's fun to watch. Watching a guy hit a home run every other at bat is not as much fun as the ball in play. I love the ball in play. All right, let's see here. Uh, Crip, what's up? You got? It feels so great. To root for a winning team, exactly. It is so much more fun. <laughs> so much more fun. I, and I tweeted this out this weekend in the middle of one of the games. I said, I don't care. I said, this game is fun to watch. You know, I was saying if we if we win or we lose, it was fun to all those games were fun to watch. There, if you like baseball, that's baseball. That's that's pitching, it's defense, it's timely hitting. It's that's baseball. That's what makes baseball great. And Crown says, don't say that. I'm not sure what. What are you talking about, Crown? <laughs> uh, yes, Chris Hopkins. They, yes, they are playing as a team. I, I agree with you. They are playing more as a team. Did I mean, last time I saw this is when we were, you know, 2012. We had a really good team that, that year. And, yes, we lost to the Giants. But that team in 2012 got along great. This team. In 2021 gets along great. If you ever listen to the Jim Day bo- podcast, he had uh, Tyler uh, Naquin on there, and he was just talking about how there are no clicks on this team. You know, when there's a team dinner, it's a team dinner. Anybody can show up. It's not just for the pitchers. It's not just for the outfitters. Anybody can show up. So you know, he, and like you said, some guys don't show up because they got families. They want to go home, but but sometimes they, they will show up, and it's it's that's what makes championship teams they get along great there's no clicks there's no oh he's playing more than i am like okay get to you shogo akiyama he was signed to be our starting center fielder that was his mindset when he got here he hasn't been the starter the whole time he's been here especially this year now i know i know he he got hurt and naquin has taken off and had a great season but shogo hasn't said a word you know he's shut up he's played when he can play and that's, again, another thing that makes a team great. Yeah, he wants to play. Of course he wants to play. But he's not going to complain about it and destroy what they have going on. You know, so though that, that again, that's stuff that makes baseball great. Tom, who they go Reds? What's up, buddy? Since I sports talk, dude, I really feel like Nick Castellanos is the MVP. Absolutely. I think Nick Castellanos is definitely an MVP candidate for sure. Now, I think this is kind of cool that, you know, they're starting these two guys. 
I call him lock and load. People call him Winker and Castellanos. People call him Bearded Bash Brothers. I don't know. We can't come up with a really good nickname that anybody would stick with. But these guys are representing the Reds in the All-Star game. And the cool thing is, here's the batting order. They're hitting back-to-back. Now, the interesting thing is they're flipped around. Usually, it's Winker, then it's Castellanos. But in the All-Star break, All-Star game, it's Castellanos and Winker. But still, these two right here, if it wasn't for them, especially the guy named Nick Castellanos, I'd say, I'd say his number, but they were both wearing 44. And if you guys don't know this, today they're all wearing 44 in memory of the home run king, Hank Aaron. So I think that's pretty cool. But if it wasn't for Nick Castellanos, I don't know where this team would be. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not even trying to overplay that. That is God's honest truth. Because this team thrives on his confidence. And he's not even cocky, you know. You know, he's he's just confident and cool and collected, and it's just it's rubbing off on this team, and it's a lot of fun to watch. Oh, you're saying don't say that about Garrett. What that he's back? Yeah, I don't I don't know if he's back or not, but crowd, he looked awful good yes this past weekend. So I'm hoping I'm hoping he's back. We need him to be back. So all right, Terry, what do you got here? All right, if I'm correct. The Reds are seven and five versus the Brewers, six and three versus the Cubs, six and four versus the Cardinals, and five and one versus Pittsburgh. We could take this division. We could absolutely take this division. We've swept every team in this division. Terry, we're only four games out. We got three games coming up here against the Bre- the Boozers. We could be if we sweep them, we'll be one game out of first place. You know, if we win the series, we'll be two games out of first place. So we got a very good shot of taking over first place, hopefully by the end of July, beginning of August, somewhere around there. I think we got a great shot at it. Tim Beadle. The Reds just completed their first 10 rounds of the draft. 11 of the picks, 11 of 12 picks were college players. Looks to be a solid draft thus far, a few possible steals. Yeah, actually, I will get into the draft. I had some stuff on the draft since you brought that up. Tim, let me see here. All right, here are a couple things on the guys that we drafted. The uh, very first one, if I get my computer to work. Huh. Come on. There, whoops. There you go. Matthew Nelson, 2021 ACC Player of the Year, 2021 Hauser Trophy Finalist, awarded to the best NCAA player. Buster Posey Award, Johnny Bench Award winner, drafted by the Phillies in 2018, 39th round. Unanimous first-team All-American semifinalist, Golden Spikes. NCAA Cole leader in home run started 52 games this season at catcher. We drafted him, I think today or that, that, that was yesterday. I think he was our third first round pick. I kind of, I clicked on the wrong one first, but I'll, I'll keep finishing this out. He threw out 40, 40% of the base steers often throws out runners from his knees with a powerful arm led Florida state with 22 multi-hit games 
was the Pinellas County Player of the Year in 2017 and the number two ranked high school prospect in Florida. Florida. Also, Nelson's assistant coach in high school is Roy Holiday. That's some kind of interesting stuff. But let me get to the number one pick. I think this is it. Yes, there you go. Matt McLean. He's the first one we picked. Shortstop out of UCLA. Preseason first team All-American. Was second team All-American as a sophomore in 2020. Ranked 11th in D1 baseball midseason prospect rankings. Started 59, 59 games at shortstop. 60 games in center field for the Bruins. Drafted by the D-backs in the first round in the 2018 Draft, but elected to go to college. That's your first guy. Oh, here's a slash. 2021 slash 333, 434, 579 with nine home runs in 184 at bats last season. Had nine stolen bases and 10 attempts. Batted 417 with seven home runs, 13 RBIs, 20 runs, seven multi-hit games. And that's just for the month of April. He batted 344 with runners on base and a 370 with runners in scoring position position reached base 44 or 46 time games this past season. So I know some people tweeted out, well, there's our future shortstop possibly, but honestly our future shortstop played in the futures game uh, yesterday and hit a home run. Jose Barato. He's going to be here. I think this year, long as he can prove he can hit in triple a, he could be our shortstop. If we make the playoffs again, um, he could. I'm not saying he will because Farmer's playing really well. But the thing is, too, when Moose comes back, he's not benching Gino. He hasn't done it yet. So Gino's probably going to move the shortstop. So it's going to be very interesting when Moose comes back. But getting back to our shortstop situation, we got some good guys coming up very quickly that are going to fill our shortstop position. That I, I'm not worried about it. Um, I wish they would have done something like a Band-Aid this year. But Kyle Farmer has played great. We'll see what Gino does when he comes back. Um, Jay Allen was the second one, first rounder we got. Committed to Florida. Gators before being drafted. 20th ranked high school prospect, 5th rank outfielder. 2021 Florida Athletic Athlete of the Year. Per max preps, 356 career batting average, 495 career OPS, 51 stolen bases, including 22 as a senior. Three sports star in high school, played quarterback, and threw for over 6,000 yards during his career. He's supposed to be one of the most athletic and gifted outfielders in the draft. So, if you guys, I don't know if you guys ain't paid attention to the draft at all, um, but it was really interesting they did it this year. I liked it. They did it when there's no baseball going on, really, and people were getting ready for the All Star Game, and it was on ESPN, and it was also on MLB Network. So I got to watch. I watched the first the first round yesterday because the Reds had three first round picks. So it was kind of interesting to see what and who they drafted. But I know it's kind of hard to really get into Major League Baseball draft. But that was just some some interesting information that you guys might like. All right, let's get back into the chat here. Since I sports talk says the bearded bash brothers. See, the only problem I had with that is the bash brothers were Conseco and McGuire. So I don't know. That's why I like lock and load, but who knows? Maybe they just don't have a nickname. They'll just be awesome 
maybe that's just what we call them. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Stewart. Getting back to the Reds first half. Uh, the Reds or the first half was incredible. However, does management believe we can better or duplicate the first half? And are we buyers or sellers, or do you feel like we can stand pat and still get this done? I say they won't do anything. Now, that's interesting you say that because I saw a Twitter feed or somebody copied this and sent this to me. Somebody asked Nick Kroll if they were going to be buyers or sellers in the second half. And he said they're absolutely going to be buyers. And now don't quote me on that, but it was something to that effect if the right guy is there. So it doesn't sound like they're going to sell anybody or trade him, which I don't know how in the hell they're going to trade. Why would they trade anybody right now? They're four games out of first place. Unless we just do a nosedive in the second half, we'll see. But I think they're going to be buyers. and But they're going to be buyers, but they're going to be very particular. They're not just going to trade their best prospects to get to bullpen help. One reason is because, like I said, he got um, Michael Lorenzen coming back Friday. And I hope to God TJ Anton and Lucas Sims come back soon. And if Garrett is back to his normal self, we're going to, those guys, if, if Garrett's back and the other three pitch like we all know they could pitch, we're going to have a really good bullpen. <laughs> we're going to have a really good bullpen. So that's the part that's really exciting about this. All right, Tommy, get back to the draft conversation. McLean may be converted to an outfielder. Ah, that's why he played a lot of games in center field. So that could be a possibility. And but the thing is, the Reds have got so many outfielders, so many short, so many uh, infielders except shortstop. So yes, he could get ver- converted to the outfield. We'll see what happens. I mean, he's gonna he's not gonna be here next year. He, you know, he's gonna be it's gonna be at least two, maybe three years before he gets here. So we'll see. It's not a, not anything that's going to happen anytime soon to help this team right now. Terry. All right. The Reds need speed. That's still a fact, factor, especially in tie high leverage games. True, but they do have one coming back again from injury. Nick Senzel, if he comes back from injury and he's healthy, there's your speed guy. Yeah, I, I agree. They can get they can get some more speed. You can all you can never have enough speed. But again, injuries. We got a lot of guys coming back. There's a lot of talent on this team. It just there's a lot of talented players in the same positions. <laughs> you know, we got a lot of outfielders. We got a lot of infielders. We don't have the main shortstops. We don't have the main relief pitchers that are really good. So, but yeah, I agree with you, Terry. It would be nice to add uh, some speed to the mix. I mean, they did that last year, uh, at a trade trade deadline. So. We'll see what happens. All right. And then Tommy says, Allen, speaking of the outfielder, is hands down the best athlete in this draft class. We need He needs some grooming, but he has that it factor. That's what they were saying a lot of. And like I said, I do not co- follow college baseball that much, like barely at all. I might watch some of the College World Series, but I do kind of like pay attention a little bit when it comes to the draft to see who they have. So that's why Tommy and then Beetle, those two have been feeding me all kinds of information. <laughs> it's it's helped me out a lot because where is that one comment? That, oh, here it is. Uh, now, the Reds may have gotten a steal in the third round with Jose Torres, who is projected 
in the top 70s picks, and the Reds got him at 89. So maybe the Reds stole one there. I don't know. We will see. Now let's get to the tonight, the home run hitting contest. Now, this used to be – it's still fun. I, I won't say it's not as fun. It's still a fun event. And supposedly – they're not going to have the baseballs in the humidor. So they're going to be normal baseballs, and they should fly out of here pretty easily. Now, I say, I almost say it's more, it used to be more star-studded, you know. But it's going to be fun. Here's the lineups or the brackets for the T-Mobile Home Run Derby. Shohei Otani, not only is going to be in the Home Run Derby, not only is he playing in the All-Star game, which he's actually starting in the All-Star game, he's going to be a starting pitcher. He's going to be in the home run hitting contest tonight. I'm very curious how he's going to play the second half doing all this. But out of all of these guys, who do you have as your pick to be the home run champion? And I almost give it to Trevor Story because he is the hometown guy, home field advantage. I'm saying him or Juan Soto. I, I think one of those two might be get. I mean, you never know. Shogo or not, excuse me, not show Shoget <laughs> Otani. He might get it, but he's got a lot going on this weekend. So I think Trevor Story or Juan Soto, those would be my picks. Who you guys got? Let's see here. Uh, da da. Tommy, you took Alonzo in the draft. Okay, there you go. Pete Alonzo. Terry got Pete Alonzo. Yeah, Pete Alonzo. That's a good pick. I'm just going with Story because the home, hometown guy. Which if he can handle the pressure, you know, that's not bad. That's that that could help. But yeah, Pete Alonzo is not a bad pick at all. It's gonna be fun to watch. I I, I miss when the how was it? Because uh, Pete Alonzo is a superstar. You know. Uh, it seemed like all the big stars were always in it. Like Ken Griffith Jr. got in it every year until he really got hurt and got old. But when he was, you know, the man, he was always in it. So that's the guy stars, just not the guys that I guess I think should be in there. But Shogay Otani is in there. That's going to be fun to watch him this All Star weekend. He's going to be, it's going to be the most interesting thing because, um, where's it out here? Here it is. Adam Shine. Tweeted this out right before I went on the air. We've been saying it for month, months that Ote should be the AL starter in the All-Star game and lead off. So happy for him. So that is cool. We will see what happens. And the thing is, I think it's going to be good for him to let him hit in the first inning, let him pitch in the first inning, and get him out. You know, don't need him to be there the entire game because – I said he's taking on an awful, awful lot. <clears throat> All right, you got Terry here. Uh, you got uh, Trey. Man, yeah, him will be the dark dark horse. That's not a bad pick, man. To be honest, that is not a bad pick at all. Let me put it back up there so you guys can see. Um, he's going against Matt Olson. And then he's got to either beat Story or Joey Gallo. So yeah, that's not that's not bad because you got Alonzo. See, the thing is, they put Alonzo and they put uh, Otani 
and Soto and Perez, which I think all three, all four of those guys got a really good shot in the same side. So that's another reason why I think Trevor Story has a good shot of getting this if you look at the matchups. And if he wins it, I don't know, but he's got a very good shot at getting to the finals. But we'll see. It's going to be fun. fun to, it's always fun to watch the uh, Home Run Derby. It's one of the funnest things to watch at the All-Star Game. Orange Arrow! What's up? Who day? Let's freaking go. How about those red legs? I Arrow. Arrow. Gotta applaud you, buddy. Professional, professional shotgun beer guy. <laughs> that is you, man. You did awesome. You did way better than I did. Because apparently you're supposed to pop it, put it up to your mouth, and then flip the tab, and then it shoots down. I don't know. I did it. I did it backwards. I did it wrong. That's okay. Maybe the Reds will sweep and the, the boozers here out of the break, and I'll have another reason to do one. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. Chris Hoskins, what's up? That bracket looks like the best matchup to me, Shogo or Soto versus Otani. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Watching those two, I'll bring it back up here again. That is going to be fun, and that's right off the bat. I think Otani versus Soto is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, look, and then you got Perez versus uh, uh, Pete Alonso. So, you know, that, that side of the bracket there is, is no joke. So th that's going to be the... Now, what we're going to do all this talk is say that's going to be the fun, fun side, and they're not going to do anything, you know. And then the other side, they're going to be the ones hitting all the home runs. <laughs> it always works out that way. But it's going to be a lot of fun to watch it. Matty Myers, go Reds, go Bengals. Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> that was not your first. <laughs> no, that wasn't the first time I've done it. It's just been a long time since I've done it, and I'm out of practice. So I got. I guess I gotta get. I gotta get more practice. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Orange Arrow, thank you. I I try. Ain't done that in a few years, but now I'm willing to do it every series. Just do anything to help. Exactly. There you go, Arrow. I like that. I like that a lot. We might have to do that. I don't know. We'll see. My wife won't like that very much. <laughs> I'm shotgun and beers all the time, but we'll see. Hey, if it helps them win, hey, I'm all for the team, baby. It's all it's a team, it's a team game. Yeah, you know, I'm all for, for the Reds. If that helps, I will do it. Crown. I remember Josh Hamilton in the home run derby. Dude, he was unfreaking real that year. Josh ha Hamilton was awesome in that home run derby. One of the, I mean, I always remember the Todd Father, Flavor Frage, when he was he won the home run derby here in Cincinnati in 2015, I think it was. That was a lot of fun that night watching watching him destroy baseballs for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, all right, did that one? Oh, yep, I did that one already too. So I'm already going through stuff. Oh, I know I can go through, and I have to do this because uh, we sat there and watched this a lot today because the Tampa Bay Lightning. Got to celebrate their winning of the Stanley Cup in a boat parade. Now, my question for you guys is, and trust me, I've had to watch all this Tampa Bay stuff with them winning the Cup and yada, yada, yada. My question is, when the Bengals win the Super Bowl and when the Reds win the World Series again, should we have a, a river parade, you know, boats on the river, or, you know, we have all these duck boats where, you know, they could start on the river and then drive through downtown or something. 
You know, what, what, what would your guys' ideal parade be for the Reds and Bengals? Let's see here. And Orange Arrows tell me to take one for the team. Yep. I, you got to take one. I'm with you, brother. You got to take one for the team. <laughs> I'm willing to do it. Terry. All right. The Reds are second in batting, 11th in defensive efficiency, and 12th in pitching. Just to share with the audience, Brewers, excuse me, I cussed my own show. Boozers are last in batting average and second in pitching. Looking forward to this weekend. Yeah. It's, and I think it's, look, Terry, and the thing, I, and what, what has helped? I mean, they got Hater twice. Twice. That doesn't happen. Now, I know the Mets got him. <clears throat> that means I think he's getting tired and maybe he's ready for the All Star break. Maybe he'll be rested and rejuvenated once we get back at it. But the Reds can out hit the Brewers, Boozers, and our starting pitching, I think, can keep up with them. The one problem is the bullpen, but our bullpen did not look that bad this weekend. With us getting Michael Lorenzen back, and I really want to get Anton back and Sims, get those three back. Holy crap, our defense, our bullpen will be really good. And if those guys are pitching like they can pitch, we could totally, we could totally play with the Brewers. We can play with them now. But the thing that scares me is the bullpen. I think it scares everybody. But yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and those are NL rankings. You're right. Matty Myers, you say boats for sure. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. And then you can you can jump on my boat. There you go. Uh, we'll be on the jackpot Joey Burrow boat. <laughs> Let's see here. And Terry says, hater hit Suarez on purpose. You think so? I don't know. He may. He might have. I, I don't. If it is, that's. Bull crap, <laughs> you know, but Suarez got him. He, and the thing is, he drilled that ball. And the thing is, for me, he hit it. And I'm like holding my breath like, is that really going out? Did he really hit it? Oh, my God, it's going out. I say, holy crap, yes! <laughs> and I was freaking going nuts. So you guys watch any of my silly cheering videos that I did. Oh, it's on all Twitter. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. It's, it's on all of them this weekend. It was so much fun watching those games. Maddie said, could this be the year for Joey's? You mean Joey Votto and Joey Burrow? I hope so. I really hope so. And how cool would it be for Joey Votto to get a ring. If, if the Reds could pull this off, let's just talk about Joey Votto's career here for a little while. And he's hitting, he's getting to the end of his career. I mean, he's getting closer to 40, but he's hitting big milestones. And there's more people talking about him going to the hall of fame nationally. I think than we talk about it here in Cincinnati. And I, I know everybody gets upset with his contract, yada, yada, yada. But he's been a very, very, very good player for the Cincinnati Reds. And what I love, what he's done this year, and started doing it at the end of last year, he realized he can't do everything he used to do. But what he's doing now is he, and, and, and to quote him, he wants to do damage to the baseball. Right now, Joseph Daniel Votto is damaging the baseball. If he can add a ring to his resume, I don't think he'd be a lock. Hall of Famer. I mean, as far as a Canadian-born 
Baseball players, there's Larry Walker, who's in the Hall of Fame, Joey Votto, and everything across the board. So that's pretty good company to be in. So we need I, – I really think Reds fans need to give Votto a break and, and, and enjoy what Votto is doing right now, you know, and enjoy watching him play. Because watch him play with as much emotion as he's playing right now fires me up. It's it, – I love watching, like, hell, watching him get thrown out the other night <laughs> was, was fun because I'm mean, he is all in on this team, all in. And for him to get thrown out, because let's let's be real, that was a check swing. He, I don't think he swung. And it was bull crap that the umpire threw him out because he wasn't even looking at the umpire. To be honest, he was looking that way. He wasn't even really, he looked at him maybe a little bit, but not, not enough to get thrown out. The umpire needs to understand the situation of the game and – the pressure and the intensity and all that stuff and let him just relax, you know, let him go blow off some steam. And he wasn't running to the thir- third base and the umpire to yell at him. He was walking to the dugout, mostly looking at the dugout talking. So he shouldn't have got thrown out. But I wish, wish everybody would just enjoy what we have in Joey Votto and enjoy. We potentially could be watching a Hall of Fame career. Just put it out there. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. Bruce, you're saying, yes, it was on purpose. Uh, as far as him getting hit. Hey, if it is, then there's going to be some fireworks when we uh, get back at it ne- this weekend with them. Matty, Votto swing looks the best it has in three years. Yeah, and I think it's – it's he finally realized he can't do everything. He, and Joey Votto puts pressure on himself. I think the pressure of that contract – and let's be real here. For the last five or six years before – Last year, Joey Votto was it. He was the team. They didn't have anybody else. You know, that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. And I think he tried to take it all on himself. Jackpot Joey going to make it happen. And the Bengals are 509 and 600 to win, win it all. Yeah, I, um, I'm very, very close to putting a bet on the Bengals to – Win the Super Bowl, go to the Super Bowl, or win more in six games. I'm not sure. Those three bets are pretty lucrative, especially winning more than six games. Um, we're going to win more than six games. Now, going to the Super Bowl and winning, those are very lucrative if if we're right. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to do it or not, but there's times I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go put that bet on. And then there's something, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But people say, put your money where your mouth is. Matty Myers, his swing is getting better than it has been. Yeah, I already put that up there. Sorry. Uh, and Matt says there will be a brawl next weekend. I, there might be. We'll see. I mean, <clears throat> I have to tell you this part. When he got hit, I was at my family dinner. So I'm watching it on my phone with no sound on it, talking to my family and trying to pay attention. So I didn't exactly – I knew he got hit. Uh, I didn't exactly see the pitch or anything like that. So I, it's really hard for me to – talk about it. I didn't get to watch it closely, but yeah, there, there could be a brawl this weekend because of how intense and how closely competitive these games are. So I would not be surprised if it is. All right, Terry Vada's ejection. Yeah. Was a makeup call for the Brewers ejection. Yeah. It feels like the umpires tried to help the Brewers boozers win the game, but Suarez. Had other plans. I, you know what? I, because there was a couple. 
that strike zone this weekend, there is I'm I'm noticing more and more this year. That strike zone is it's whatever the hell it's getting back to whatever the hell the umpire who's behind the plate wants to make wants to make the strike zone. It looked like, you know, for the last couple of years, it's trying to get more conformed to the same thing. This year, it just kind of seems like, ah, eh, that's a strike. Because there's a couple of times he, like, pumped his arm like he's going to, you know, call a strike, and then he stopped. He's like, ah, no, no, the next one like that will be a strike. I don't know. Let's see here. Chris, uh, I felt like the hit was on purpose. Yep. Maddie said he threw at him, no doubter. So we will definitely find out. I mean, that is definitely a storyline going into next weekend and <clears throat> seeing um, what happens. Either way, let's enjoy tonight. We got a home run derby. I'm curious to see Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos. I know they're not in the home run derby, but I had a feeling, especially Winker. Winker said he wants to sit there, drink a beer, and watch the home run derby. I just got a feeling Wink's going to be on camera doing something, talking crap to somebody or something. I don't know. I just, I got a feeling something's going to happen. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. Uh, Let's see here. A couple more, and I think I'll get out of here. Crown, what do you got? Uh, Don't fight the Brewers. Just beat them in the games. Yeah. Because if you fight, then you get suspended. Terry, I don't think the Brewers, Boozers, and the Reds have ever gotten into a bench-clearing brawl. It might be on the horizon. That's a good question, Terry. I I don't remember one, to be honest, because pretty much every time the Boozers have been a good baseball team since they've switched to the National League Central, the Reds weren't good. And when the Reds are good, the Boozers weren't good. So I don't, I don't ever, I don't ever remember one. But there's always a first, and we will see what happens. But it's about 6.16. I want to get the heck on out of here, and I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. We are back at it tomorrow, working on trying to get some guests this week. I will let you know if I get any or not. If not, it'll just be you and me talking, Uh, and someday Jeremy D. will be back on. We'll find out. But I like to... Thank the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And here are the Bengals groups. They're all awesome groups, especially Day Nation, Bengals Nation, Bengals Day Nation, Cincinnati Bengals The Jungle, and then the Reds group. If you have a Reds group you guys want to let me live stream on there, I'd greatly appreciate it. Just hit me up on, on Messenger. Uh, but this group is Cincinnati Reds, Ryan Third, heading for home. We got the Bearcat Country. Ohio State Bucknuts and then the Ice Bar is my show page. We can go there and talk trash. And it's a virtual bar. Just have fun. And then you follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. The Twitter handle is Jeff A. Trenopole. That's T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L. I'm also on TikTok, which I did a couple of silly TikToks this weekend. You can check them out. Uh, the handle there is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling a sound off later on today and put it on the podcast if you guys want to listen to it check it out make sure you like and subscribe download the podcast tell your friends about it give me five star review i would greatly appreciate it youtubers like i said my original people we're at 1241 subscribers 
That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys, especially you guys right now taking the time to watch the show. It's middle of summer. There's not a whole lot going on. It's the all-star break, you know, but I love that you guys took the time to watch the show or if you take the time to watch the show later or if you take the time to listen to the podcast. Anytime you give me, I appreciate it. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors about Sports with Strawberry Ice. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share. And other than that, as my boy Jeremy, these nuts, Dimebag Dean would say, ready, all together, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? This second half of the Reds is going to be fun. I can't wait to get it going. And that's just sports, baby. See ya!